0: When I see people I know, <laughs> I thought we weren't doing this anymore. <laughs>
1: no, I, 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 I was thinking about this, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm Ross. I felt
0: and, weird. You felt, felt kind of naked. And I'm, I'm Ross. And I'm kind of like Phil, but Phil with uh, a, a dose of the COVID. And your uh, your well, co-phil. co-Phil. Oh, co-Phil, yeah. And this is Ross and Phil talk movies. And today, um, in a break from the norm, we're gonna ad- ad- address some of the, the the really weird stuff that's going on in the film industry at the moment mm. what well, do i usual we'll finish up uh, ross's martial arts um we're going to talk about miami connection because yes it's one of the greatest films i'd never seen um
1: i'm so pleased that you've watched that i'm so, got, so happy
0: i've got phil's biannual um Actually, that film was much better than I thought it was the first time um, reappraisal. Uh, so I've got wow. that on another film today. And then I'm sure we'll talk some other stuff. So, so my friend, how the devil are
1: you? Very well, thank you. I think um, Jenny and I attended uh, the opening night of the London Film Festival last night at the Genesis Cinema, which is which is wonderful for anyone who hasn't been to the Genesis Cinema in Stepney Green. It's a fantastic independent cinema a and favorite, they're a big supporter oh, oh, oh. of films. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that's true, um, and it's yeah, it's a, a lovely place. And even if you're just having the food, uh, the pizzas and the hot dogs for real are gorgeous. It's like gourmet. Uh, I know that's not the main reason to go to a cinema, <laughs> but the um, <laughs> but the food, the food the food is genuinely a really good reason to go. Uh, lovely crowd, uh, run by Natasha Marlberg, who did a great job, and it, it goes on for about I think between a week and and ten days, uh, starting now. Uh, we saw the opening night film, which was uh, Much Ado, uh, a contemporary adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing with iambic pentameter, but it's like kind of like a, a young team, like it's kind of set contemporary, yeah. And they still use the iambic pentameter. A lot of fun, directed by the uh, eponymous Shakespeare sisters. I, I don't think they're any related. Oh
0: yes, they they
1: they direct soundtrack six
0: guys really. Sa- yeah.
1: soundtrack to si- uh, soundtrack to sixteen. Uh, lo- lovely, very talented people. Really enjoyable. Really great crowd. Uh, and so, yes, yes, it's wonderful. I, I recommend the cinema wholeheartedly. But if you're into film and festivals and things, it's a, a buzzing uh, place to be for the next week or so. Well, uh, I mean, and there's, there's industry events as well. So it's yeah, it's it's really great.
0: I'm I'm probably as you can probably tell anyone that's listening, there's a regular listener podcast. The sound might sound slightly different today. Not mm-hmm. only am I not recording in my podcast office studio thing, uh, I'm also sat. I'm now sat in my lounge, isolating with my MacBook on my lap. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, uh, my my uh, my week has mostly consisted of watching TV and films.
1: Oh, sucks!
0: I mean, there are worse ways to go, right? Oh, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, I must forbidden west,
1: forbidden forbidden west. West. I must I must uh, play that because a number of my friends were involved in the uh, the motion capture aspect of it or whatever.
0: it's a good game um i'm a little kind of it's a little repetitive at times and i'm like Mm. i'm kind of going Ugh i've kind of done this a million times before now but yeah it's it's good i like it i mean graphically it looks awesome but this is not Mm. ross and phil talk computer (laughs) this is ross and phil talk movies so ross um let's talk old film new film. um yes absolutely i'm not going to talk about miami connection because i want to talk about that separately yes but that was a thing of beauty that deserves
1: a three or four hours please
0: i'm going to talk about two older films that i watched this week Mm -hmm. um one is my reappraisal of a film Ah. so the first one this does not need reappraising i watched the 4k uh blu-ray release of the thing yesterday oh fat oh god that's still one of my top 10 top 12 films of all time i think it's just it's just amazing it still makes no sense
1: like, yeah it, does, it doesn't but you, you don't need a film to make sense if you're enjoying it all the way no, for real no. like like you don't you don't you, you need cause and effect in a film like if I think if you go through the thing everything kind of happens for a reason but it still doesn't really make sense but it doesn't have it's one of the films that doesn't have to it't yeah. everything right
0: it's it's like what doesn't make sense is how that the, the thing actually works right yeah it's very inconsistent it makes no sense whatsoever. And I've, I've watched the thing probably more times than I care to count, but I just can't ever seem to work out what the thing is they're trying to do. But I, I, I kind of have a reappraisal of the ending, though. Interesting. Weirdly. So <laughs> the endings, is it him or is it him,
1: right? Or is it, is it either of them, really? Or, you know, I know it's, I, I it's Satan. As I think, I think it's mm. both of them. Well that's entirely possible too, because we you don't know really what?
0: know everything. Yeah, no, yeah. but do you know why? There's, there's a great line early on in the film where um Kurt Russell, who by the way, um is absolutely phenomenal in this. Yeah. So good. Um yeah. he said like he's talking to the women, he said, like if all of you were the thing, you'd all attack me at once, because you wouldn't need to not attack me.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, which you just,
0: which you makes just me think yes. that, like so, so yes. he's like so which makes you think at least one or two of you are human and i'm like actually that's a really good point so at the end where they're both sat there if either were the thing they'd probably attack the other one
1: so they not, not and if they're not and if they're not then... yeah so yeah, although having, having, said, one, having having said having said that you're right they don't have to attack each other at that moment like they could sit there for ages like if you're the thing you could wait for the human to die up just of exposure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you but could I actually know, just wait about.
0: There's something in the performances that makes me think it could be both. But anyway, look, um, yeah. it, it yeah. still remains a, a absolutely phenomenal movie. Um yeah. and thankfully, they never made a a a remake of it or a prequel because that would just be really
1: stupid, wouldn't it? Oh, um <laughs> I've, got, I've got something to tell you. <laughs>
0: awkward and it's really uh, bad was, yeah, <laughs> it's really
1: really, really bad, bad. Uh,
0: even the fact that they recreate the scene of them doing the blood test
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the in a pre i don't know it's ridiculous anyway so that was the thing and the one i'm going to quickly reappraise is really quickly um mm. is a david fincher film that we've discussed a couple of times on this podcast uh-huh. um and both of us have said we weren't fans of it the first time we saw it I rewatched really mm. Zodiac because what the fuck are you gonna do when you're sat on the sofa with COVID? Yes. Um then watch a two hour forty five minute movie that you don't think you liked the first time round. Right. Um and I loved it. It was really good. I don't know if it's because of the lens of Manhunter and that kind of Right. Yeah Mindhunter, sorry, the the Mindhunter, movie. yeah. Um but I really, really enjoyed it. Like and it didn't feel like three hours, forty-five minutes. It's two films, weirdly. But yeah. and it doesn't have a conclusion much. But I right. really, really liked it. The performances are great, the directions great, the visuals are great. Um and it's very
1: finturesque, but without being well, like yeah.
0: too finturesque.
1: So I remember my, my main my main, my main complaint about Zodiac is there's that scene right at the end when it goes into it's like a hardware store or something, like a and Q sort of thing. Uh, and he confronts who I think we think is the killer. I think. You know bit. I mean? Yeah, kind of. There's a thing where they sort of like give each other a look. And I said the best way to end this film is if they suddenly had a store-destroying WWE style fight.
0: <laughs>
1: like like Peter Griffin. With no dialogue. With, but with no dialogue. Yeah, they just look, yeah, yeah, it's like the chicken <laughs> and Peter yeah just look at each other you get like a crash zoom into both of their eyes and then they just go for it <laughs> <laughs> that was really waking for me but
0: i i just i i genuinely think it's a it's a it's a worthy film in finch's catalogue um mm. not my favorite of his but i i, no. I absolutely adore uh, absolutely loved it it was it was. Oh, great. Cool. so those are my older films ross let's start with your older film and you
1: haven't yeah you haven't seen a new one just a oh so
0: yeah let, let me just do quickly do a new one uh i did um i'm trying to look at my letterbox now uh hmm. i did kind of two new ones last week um yep. i i did i i t- i, I like lo- i really like fresh i finished i watched it finished it i really enjoyed it i think it oh great. good i'm glad you i'm glad you watched it all the way through
1: i turned it off for the definitely, my bag. Te- definitely my bag yeah um, yeah i liked it up until the point when i turned it off it wasn't um, you know I watched Surge, which I, I, I liked.
0: I don't think I liked it as much as you, with Ben mm. Whishaw.
1: I liked Surge a lot, actually. But, I mean, I watched it under the conditions of it being like a festival movie, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And, like, um, I really and then, liked it. I think it's it a bit gets a bit pat at the end, kind of. Little, but I, I really yeah. liked it.
0: Um, and then the other one, um, very quickly, I watched was Raging Fire. Um, oh, yes. Which I think is a very typical Hong Kong action movie, in that the the script serves very little purpose other than to get to the next scene. The, 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 the characters are the same characters we've seen in a bazillion other Hong Kong action movies. The story is the same as a bazillion other Hong Kong action movies. However, the action is fucking phenomenal. And the last 40 minutes is astounding. I think we, yes, I
1: think we all know that it, it all feels a bit baggy. I mean, I think it's great. Like, oh, it's I really enjoyed it. And, and, when you say, and when you say it's like a lot of other Hong Kong films, I mean, a lot of Hong Kong films in the last, say, 10 years or so really haven't touched this level, barring the occasion, like, It Man's amazing and things like that. But, like, but not all of the It Man films are amazing. But but a lot of them haven't really touched this. One, one of the things I like about Raging Fight, a bit like uh, SPL, Kill yeah, 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 is if you take the fights out, it's still a pretty solid police action thriller. Like you, you pretty pretty much, i mean but the last like say 30 to 40 minutes are like the heat and is, really worth it. The heat yeah, yeah the heat bit is amazing like, yes, the heat yes. Bit is amazing and also at that point during that sequence you really start to like all the villains. Like yeah. I like the villains anyway. I think Nicholas Che, however you pronounce his name, hope I have mangled it, as the lead villain is extraordinary. Like, I think he's absolutely brilliant in it. I think some of it's a bit too baggy because they clearly after the director of uh, Benny Chad died, unfortunately, it was very, very tragic. I think they sort of just didn't touch it. I, I might be wrong on this. I think they just sort of left it, and I think we both know that some of, like particularly in the middle, it kind of dragged. There's some flashbacks in the middle to this courtroom scene where you yeah, just which go, but, but we, but we, but we already know, like we already know what's happened, so it's not revealing anything. In many ways, it would be. Good what to I mean be by... It would have almost been good to do it chronologically. Yeah, and just I mean... yeah, and just get on with it. You know, I, I think
0: this is a bit what I mean about typical Hong Kong film, right? Where yeah hong kong hong kong films of this ilk have a tendency to to tell you something to show you something mm. and then to tell you and show you again and yeah. just like and it's a very i think that's a very asian storytelling style right so right. like which is which is which is you know fine i just think it could have been 20 minutes shorter and it would have been
1: yeah.
0: absolutely i mean it, for me and it might be how we watched it, or why we watched it, or where we hmm. watched it, or the situation, but like Sharpo Lang Killzone, um set such yeah. a high bar. I of,
1: agree. Yeah, yeah I Quite films.
0: Agree. Um, I mean, the fact that the fact we we're watching it with Gary Daniels at the Cannes Film Festival, and hmm. the film kept breaking, and, and Gary at one point looked like he wanted to go oh, like.
1: It's a legendary. It's actually a sort of a sort of like almost slightly legendary screaming. Because the way it kept, the way the place kept filling up and people weren't leaving was, was fascinating. And, and which is like rare that. for Can, Because Can the
0: first 10 minutes everyone fucks off or the last 10 minutes people arrive or, you know, pe- but yeah. like that cinema got fuller and fuller and fuller. And yeah. the project it's like the projector couldn't cope with the weight of expectation. And I think yeah, it, it, it was, broke it like crazy. four times or something during the film. I think it's I four, or
1: five, four or five times. And the last time it broke was that excruciating moment between the end of Dolly having that great nightstick blade fight. Yes, Virginia, which was like and, and everyone just went no nah! like, like you stop and then and then and then amazingly it comes back it came back on again and all that happened was donnie Yen walks into a club and starts fighting summer hung there's no dialogue we were like nah! <laughs> it was it, what i mean look for people who don't like uh, action movies maybe this isn't, it's, but it was an extraordinary it was an extraordinary moment because in my head as i'm sure a number of people's other heads at that point, Hong Kong films have been getting it wrong a lot. And when I say getting it wrong, what I mean is no end fight. They're yeah. doing a lot of weird anti- They're all becoming very anticlimactic for whatever reason. Oh, so yeah. the idea I that Summer Hung was a long... about to fight. Yeah. Well, well like, or like a dialogue, maybe a shootout or I don't know. Yeah. whatever, Or some sort of chase or some some stupid. The, the, the best version I use is Mr. Nice Guy, the Jackie Chan film, where at the end, all Jackie Chan does is drive a gigantic vehicle from Richard Norton, the lead villain's house, even though there's a scene in the middle of the film where Richard Norton, who's great, beats the crap out of Jackie and you want the grudge fight. Like you're desperate for the yeah, grudge it fight. Doesn't... And all he yeah. does is just drive a vehicle through his house and it's gets an amazing sequence, but you just go, but... yeah, yeah. what was the point of that? What was the point of that? So so to actually see the legendary Sammo Hung and then obviously Donnie N, who's fantastic, just not even say anything and just start beating the shit out of each other was just it was a it was a transcendent experience it with all the anticipation of it it was a transcendent And then, experience. then you
0: add in the, the 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 location the situation the company yes yes, yes and yes, everything yes, else yes. and it, it 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 probably my favorite cinema trip of all time other than when i went to watch, yeah. watch the blair witch project alone right <laughs> to yeah. marina at right. like a lunchtime showing and there was no one else in the cinema i was the only person there and I, I genuinely have never been so scared in my entire life. It was like, <laughs> like literally, you that moment where you you turn around, and you're like, I'm the only person in the entire fucking cinema.
1: <laughs> Scary. Anyway, right over to you, my friend. Yes. Okay. So, so my new, my new new film is uh, X, which really pleased me in the end. I was, um, I think we talked about it I really years. rate this. The more I think about X, the more I... I like think. it more and more. I'm really excited to watch Pearl. Really, Did you see the post-credit sequence? Uh, no. There's a post-credit sequence about, well, there's a post-credit sequence. So you could look it up online. It's
0: I also didn't cool. realise
1: that Mia Goth played both characters. Right. I, I wasn't going to spoil it. I didn't know that at all until I got home. I didn't know it at all. I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't see that bit in the credits. And she does an incredible job. The cast are fantastic, but gore is right on. It's funny as hell in places. It's creepy, really creepy in places. If it's overall. sexy
0: in places as well.
1: It's very, sex- no, I mean, very sexy. I you mean, know, when Mia Goth is mm-hmm.
0: in the bed with mm-hmm. Mia Goth. Mm-hmm. Is it Mia Goth she's in the bed
1: with? Yeah, well, it must it's be. Another one. No, it's the other one, That's isn't creepy. it? It's the other one. No, no Mia Goth gets into bed with Mia Goth as well that's just you know when you're just that's like messed up isn't it yeah
0: that is, and, and, and when i know they'll know it because i didn't know it was her when i saw it yeah. like
1: now i know that's her i'm just like how does that work her performance was amazing and, and also you know did you know it was shot in new zealand was it it was shot in new zealand for texas and um what was the other point i was going to make Shot in new zealand for... oh and wetter did the special effects that's I <laughs> They loved the idea. They loved the idea. They were like really it, excited about it. Oh, it's it fantastic.
0: It's a, it, I, I, in my review, I called it the Texas the Texas Chain Porn
1: Massacre. Um, yeah, that's exactly the right. That's exactly the right thing to call it. it. I think they handled it really well. I think the filmmaking aspect of it was really interesting. Like RJ, like the way they were talking about making the film. I thought when you see the bits of the film within the film, yeah, like just a that's just the dialogue. Stuff, like there's a bit where. um Kid Cudi, I, I can't remember his name in the film, but for uh, the African American actor, his real name is Kid Cudi. He's a, a singer, uh, a, a performer. There's that scene where he turns up at the doorstep, and Britney Snow is talking, like seducing him in. And I was yeah. like, "This is really good. This is like they're trying to make a really good porno." And that is, but it's really good. I think no, it was really clever. Hey, they I made, a, they were making a really, they were making a really good film. And I loved that. I loved that it wasn't just, we're making a dirty movie. But they said, there's no reason you can't make a really great dirty movie. And I, I loved that. I thought that was really interesting. And I thought, but there's a revelation at the end on the television set, which I thought was fantastic. Yes. Um, when you find out who's missing and all of that. Like, all of it, just, it, I thought the cast was fantastic. Like, I was um, great. I, really, so... I came out feeling
0: feel really happy, like satisfied. Yeah, yeah, no, thinking. I'm the same. I came out with a big goofy smile. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really love Mia Goth as well, not just in this, but like everything
1: I've seen her in so far. Mm. She's been, she's so unique. She's an interesting character. She's a very, in, yeah, her performances are very interesting. And like they're appealing. Yeah,
0: and, and to know that she played Pearl as well, I mean, what the actual. Fact. That was insane. I
1: genuinely had no idea. I genuinely had no
0: idea. Well, the whole, the whole conclusion and who lives, who dies was quite surprising yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, that's the idea again. There's again, he does a couple it great job really of
0: surprising factor. deaths in it as well. And I'm like, "Whoa, yeah. fuck, I see that coming?" Yeah, they, they, great. It,
1: Ty, Ty West as a filmmaker, like I, I think I've said this before, I've always liked his films, even if I don't fully like them, because I think there's always like the sacraments really interesting. The innkeepers,
0: yeah, because, yeah. you know, he's done
1: a bunch. I don't know if I've seen all of them, but I've seen. I think I've seen most of his films. I think really. I've seen in innkeepers. Yeah, innkeepers was fun. It was like more light-hearted, really. Um, but I just and he's always interesting, no matter what. And to see one of his films specifically in the big, like on the big screen, not in a festival, not a Fright Fest, which would be great. Like, that would be amazing to watch this a Fright Fest, right? But like, you know, with that crowd. But to see it in like a normal, you know, like a main street, it was in Picture houses. it's in some other cinemas up here. It's out. Like, it's out properly. It's not a, you've got to try and seek it out. It's just out. And I love that. That's really rare, particularly My considering one... how, how 18 rated the movie is as
0: well. Yeah, That's yeah. So... My one. My one issue with the film, mm. and this is not about the film, it's about how I watched it. Yeah. I, I, Because I have, like, no one easily local to that can just go and grab a movie, like, yeah, I have yeah. to plan shit. So I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going <clears and> watch it <throat> by myself. That's not the film to sit in the cinema by yourself watching.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. I went by myself as well. And there was a handful of other people in there. And there were definitely bits where I was, like, shrinking back into my chest. Yeah, I was genuinely creeped out, like for real, creeped out, but creeped that out. Was a little embarrassed because oh, I'm like I see
0: I'm like, seeing <laughs> it, and this is basically
1: thirty percent porno. <laughs> you, should, you should you should walk up to the counter, put like a, a bottle of hand moisturizer on the on thing. One to X, please. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: might, it might it be my really best Pee Wee Herman Mac.
1: Yeah, yeah. X, please. <laughs> I I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was really a really good. really it's, great experience.
0: It's definitely my my current top films of the year
1: but then I, I think it might be films. So. I think it might be in my t- I think it's well certainly in my top I haven't even really thought because obviously we're supposed to be doing our wrap up well our end of quartermarch. Oh, we've also got to do soon. the boy asks at some
0: point this year. The actual yeah. we have done them. Yeah. I mean we're so far behind.
1: Um well so yeah,
0: let's yes. go let's go on to your older films and we can wrap yes. in um we can wrap in uh the end of March arts into this as well. Okay, so
1: so my most recent older film, there's been a few but my most recent one which I watched yesterday with Jenny. Uh, it's a film which I love called Opening Night from 2016, which is about the opening night of a one-hit wonder Broadway play. So it's always it's like a a, show, a musical which focuses on one-hit wonders, oh, um, which is the, you know, that's that's the show in the show. If you make sense, if that makes sense, but it's more about the backstage antics of what's going on. Topher Grace plays a production man- like the stage manager who had had his shot at Broadway and kind of kind of like self-sabotaged himself yeah and it's got a fantastic cast you've got Anne Hayes you've got Paul Shear, you've got uh uh, Rob Riggle who I love um I'm forgetting everyone now but there's there's loads and loads of people in it that you'll recognize like particularly from tv comedy it's very fast moving it's 82 minutes loads of little musical moments which oh Tate Diggs is fantastic in it um so it's if you like theater at all You'll absolutely love it. Like, if you just have any interest in theatre, like you but just also
0: ask me if I like theatre.
1: I was going to say, I think you'll, I think you'll adore it. I think it's really, it's a very, it's a lovely story kind of thing. Very, it's not, it's not, it's fairly predictable, but it's really enjoyable nice. and it's very funny. It's got some lovely little musical numbers in it, even though it's not really a musical itself. It's quite clever in that respect. And like I say, eighty sweet, sweet eighty-two minute running time. Um, and I, yeah, I've seen it. Three times now, and I really like it. Like I, I, I it's got a good heart, you know. Nice. Um Shall I, shall I skip to March marsh, hashtag? Yeah, so sure so what? I think we've got.
0: I think the last one was the twenty
1: third. Twenty third. We did the last dragon. So well, I think it might be. I'm not sure about that. It might be. If I just quick, I'll go back to so on the twenty first or Project Day, which I'm sure we could talk about. Project a. um I mean, who doesn't yeah. like Project A, right? My, my first, my first Jackie Chan film, basically. Oh, first balls and. Police Story Two. Police story. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. A lot of people's first uh, Jackie seems to be either Project A, Police Story, or Armor of God. They seem to be like the big three. Yeah, I know, you know why.
0: It. I think it's because my brother had he gave me all of his he gave me all of his VHSs to look after when he ah. went away, and I had and, and one of them was Police Story Two, and I was like, oh, I've not watched a Jackie Chan film before, and I watched it, and I think I just watched Cannibal Run, and I was like, oh, I like this oh, Jackie right, Chan. Yeah. Fella. Um, yeah, I watched *Police Story* 2
1: and I was just like, "What the actual fuck is this?" <laughs> so, *Project A, that was actually at the insistence of Jenny, which was, which I was very happy to watch. Yeah, very. Happy. Um, yeah, on the twenty-first, I watched *Showdown*, which is a nineteen-ninety-three film. Which again, for me, is more *Karate Kid* than *The Karate Kid*. Um, I think. That, I've say, talked
0: about this one
1: before. It's directed by. I, I probably watched it last year. It's directed by Robert Radler, who did *Best of the Best*. Okay. As, uh, Ken Scott, Patrick Kilpatrick, uh Billy Blanks plays like the Miyagi character. Like
0: you've basically just described my idol movie cast. (laughs) Loads
1: of fun. Like it's loads. Yeah,
0: it's loads of fun. I I watched um Last Boy Scout a few weeks ago. Ah, so. And of course, like that's famous for Billy Blanks.
1: Yeah, blowing his brains out in the first five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, Um, He's really good in it as well. I know he's only got a couple of scenes, but Billy Blanks is. Ain't life a bitch? Like all that yeah. stuff. Fantastic. It's really good. Like really good delivery. So good. Um, yeah. So and it's a lot of fun. It also stars a pre-Ben uh, Stiller, Christine Taylor from Brady Bunch. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of one of the best seasons. It's supposed to be a high school film, when everyone's clearly twenty six. Love it. But it's love- it's almost got like it's almost got like a Grease vibe to it. <laughs> so, like, but, well, but I, I like- really, like- really like. it. Greece. Travolta is actually
0: only in his early 20s, he's actually not that For old, sure. he's the entire cast. Stockard,
1: Channing. Stockard
0: Channing's like 32, this weird is thing amazing. is, Stockard Channing's 32 in that, and I'm watching the West yeah. Wing from 2000 and something, right? She's like in it, right? And she yeah. she doesn't look that much different now or mm. then, Yeah, you she know, She's, no, 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 she's no. a fine wine of a woman
1: who's Stockard Channing. Oh, yeah, fantastic, brassy, you know, <laughs> I mean, in the best way. So, on the 22nd, I watched um. I watched Never Back Down Revolt. Uh, I watched it oh, because... Oh, we get with Michael
0: Bisping, right?
1: Yes. I watched it because a, a number of my friends worked on it, and I'm going to leave it there. Um, <laughs> I, hey, it's, mate, uh,
0: just because people we know worked on it doesn't mean we have to be nice about it, right? I know.
1: I, I just... I, the film... Okay, look, I know how this is going to sound. The film contends that three or four human-trafficked women with a combined weight of, I don't know, probably... a maybe 400 pounds could take down Michael Bisping, which is just, just nonsense, just absolute nonsense. Uh, just, fair, I mean, I love...
0: what side you do sta- what side of him you're standing on. That was a yeah, bit maybe. of a low joke.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. But it's I just, love Bisping, just... by the way. In fact,
0: I watched the documentary Bisping a couple of I must times watch last that. week. It's great. Yes. And he, do you know what? Just not to go too far off, Pete, the best Ooh. thing about Bisping is it has some of the best ego moments from vin
1: diesel you've Mm -hmm. ever seen like i've heard i mean you messaged me just just let you know you you messaged me when you watch the film with some interesting comments and you are not within a couple of days two other people had messaged me with similar stuff like totally um like out of nowhere about it i was like oh i should probably watch yeah yeah for real real. like
0: it's like bis like um because scott adkins is is interviewed Yes. In fact, Scott yes. Adkins tells a fucking hysterical story about Triple X, f- f- whatever the one Vin Diesel. Triple,
1: uh, triple Threat, yeah.
0: Triple Threat. Triple Threat, yeah, whichever one Bisping yeah. was
1: in that um mm-hmm. with Vin Diesel. Um, oh, no, no. Well, yeah, hang on, triple X. Tri- triple X is for Vin Diesel, and so Triple Threat is the one that Scott Adkins did with, like, Bisping, Michael Joe White, Tony No, Jarr. no, no, so
0: he, he tells um Res- Return of Xander Cage, that's it. So, oh, okay, um, yes, Adkins, yes, Scott tells a story about how he... He interviewed for the role and how he was like like really certain he was gonna get it and then and then Bisping got it instead. (laughs) It's a fucking funny story, and Scott tells it really well, and it's really, it's really funny. Um but then like yeah, there's some fucking awesome moments of Vin Diesel just being an utter cock in that film. I loved it (laughs) so much. It's so funny. Yeah, well, you know, it it's really good to know that that After Mike won the title. I was one of the first people he called, and you know, I kind of, I kind of think that I've got a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of winners for me kind of thing. And he's just like,
1: uh-huh.
0: "Wow, you are such a knob! It's brilliant!" Wow,
1: that's amazing. That's it's because so he's family. It's
0: family. Oh, I think he actually does say that.
1: Oh no! God.
0: <laughs> it's oh, so funny. Open. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel thinks everyone like like I've we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like i did some research into vin diesel and paul walker and apparently mm. the, the reality and just and vin diesel's version are two very different mm-hmm. things
1: yes this would not be I,
0: a... I, I had to take the ruck aside and you know coach him on how to act
1: oh nice
0: that was in um that was when he was talking that was when he was talking about what like the the rock and trying to get the rock back onto the next fast and furious thing. right yeah oh right. we had to take the rock to us to to the side to, to teach him how to you know to coach him on how to act oh that's like God. me taking michael bisping to the side and teaching him how to do mma
1: like here's a punch right we got this this is how you be <laughs> okay, thanks phil good and when yeah, you do thanks.
0: it slap your chest so the impact sounds bigger <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, dear. anyway sorry so we got to never back down revolt let's just skip past that somehow
1: yeah okay so i i can't right so on the 23rd i watched exit wounds because the idea of steven watching steven seagal on a wire again made me laugh so hard but i can't <laughs> i can't michael joe white's great as the villain in it as well but like it, i mean it's, I mean, it's good been, action in it that must have been, been good action wire as well oh, so it's like you can see the cage it's like a thick cable that you can see on the screen it's absurd um, there's this amazing moment when he does this kind of like. It, it's one of the first fights. It's after the crazy opening. The action scenes are quite. I know some people got hurt very, very badly, unfortunately. But there's a fight um, outside this out like anger management class or something where some, right. he's trying to break into his truck or something. here, yeah. And they do a thing where he kind of like. Sorry. It's almost like a break dancing move he kind of like throws his hand onto the floor, and like forces himself up and kicks them both, like kicks two people or something. And the best bit is there's this insert shot of the ground and Steven Seagal leaning in and putting his hand on the ground before doing the move. <laughs> and it's one of the funniest, it's uh, so no, you know blatantly
0: funny. There's a lot of that shit in like, in, in that era of films. Well, there's like those few that will, yeah, they're all The, hand the same time. Like, it's yeah, like really- Because,
1: because Steven Seagal's face just kind of like, like he just doesn't care. But, but, but there's a lot of good. action. he genuinely really funny. Tom Arnold just really funny in the movie. I mean, for real. And adds the Anderson. I mean, like there's there's a lot of good. He's not. A lot, Tom, Tom Arnold enjoyable. hasn't been
0: funny in anything ever. No,
1: sure. But no, he, was, he, ever. Was, he was he was he was really. There's, there's right, a lot got of enjoyment.
0: Wounds. We've still got Miami Connection. Right.
1: Oscar, Bill Will Smith. Uh, Bruce okay, Smith, nearly there. Hang on, nearly there. On twenty fourth, the perfect weapon, which is oh. one of the best American martial arts films ever. Ever. Very simple. Twenty uh, fifth. Oh. 25th, it was Recoil, another Gary Daniels classic 90s movie, which doesn't have tons of fighting, but towards the end there's like, it's like a whole bunch. It was and one it's of the first re- Gary
0: films I've watched.
1: <clears throat> Recoil's really enjoyable. Like, oh, really enjoyable revenge movie.
0: Yeah, do you know, do you know why I watched it? Because you were talking about mm. Gary all the time and I
1: went into Poundland and it was in there ah. in, in one of their Pound
0: <laughs> movies and I'm like I am yes. buying this
1: Gary Daniels movie. I have to say, if you're going to do Gary's you need to do the three R's. It's Rage, Rage Riot and Recoil. Because they're all very, they're very high quality. Spyro Rizatos doing the action, you know, all of that yeah. stuff of the, the stunts. Are incredible. Yeah, the, the three hours of the three hours of Gary Daniels. Um, it's fun. The twenty-sixth, Shatter, or they call him Mister Shatter, and what it is, that's a Hammer film from the seventies, the where they made that film, The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires, and then they did this one, and essentially they made a couple of martial arts movies. Hammer, uh, starring Stuart Stewart and T-Lung. Movie. and it's a. Sort of, it's a really wild, like, like. does this film make any sense at any moment? No. But it's well, I mean, we're going to talk about one of them
0: in a second. Right, yeah. But it's a really <laughs>
1: genuinely, genuinely enjoyable movie. Uh, on the 27th, it was the Chuck Norris, and I'm not joking, classic, uh, An Eye for an Eye, which is one of his best films. The only thing that's an issue is that he doesn't have his moustache in it, which oh. I find very... Seeing his, I call it seeing his upper lip shirtless is really a, it makes yeah, me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, like him without his top lip shirt it would be like it's like those rare times where you see Tom Selleck or Burt Reynolds without Yeah, it's
1: really upsetting now. Like to I go don't go what it. Tom Her? Selleck looks really strange without his without a mustache. Without mustache, Tom
0: Selleck looks weird.
1: Yeah, he does. Um and just really quickly I'm, on, on So just quickly,
0: on yeah, Tom Selleck, on. did I ever tell you the story that I like my brother moved out of ha- the house when I was quite young, my older brother. Um and like he had a mustache and drove a red car and oh my was god young... was your proper no no it's worse when i was younger magnum. i actually thought my brother was magnum because he had a, he had a mustache and he drove a red car and of course magnum drove know. a mustache and, and and drove a red car the difference was i think my brother's car was a fiesta and magnum right yeah dry. um well, in Hawaii, not, there, not, not lewis so i, I was obviously <laughs>
1: <laughs> we all know who won We all know who won that one. Very quickly on an eye for an eye, fantastic action, genuinely fantastic action scenes. Um, Christopher Lee is a wonderfully hissable ba- uh, lead villain. Like, he's Isn't just wonderfully wife? funny, really entertaining. Richard Roundtree is fantastic in it as a police captain. And we have Mako. And oh, we should do God. an episode about Mako. He is superb in it. And the reason this film came about, as I understand it, is Chuck had been trying to get hold of the Remo like the Remo and Chun destroy Oh, yeah, yeah. IP. And you can absolutely tell that Mako's relationship to Chuck in this movie is, is Chun to Remo. Absolutely his mentor. Uh, like, a lot of deprecating humour between them. The way they work together is great. And one of my favourite things about Mako in, in this movie and a couple of others I've seen recently, when he fights, he fucks people up. Yeah. There's no... He does a couple of poses or whatever, but he just smashes them in. And I'm like, that's how you fight. Like, like, like. That's how. That's exactly how you fight. You fuck people up. Uh, I just, I just. Um, yeah, yeah a I love it little video. Yeah, he's so good. Uh, last few then. On <clears> the <throat> twenty eighth, I watched a film, but I was a bit hesitant to watch called Yakuza <laughs> Princess, which is on. I not remember if it's Prime on Netflix. I think it's on Prime. That'll be,
0: that'll be a that'll be a Prime <clears throat> because Prime has yeah, Prime. Prime have some of the deepest.
1: Yeah. Collection of
0: utter horseshit. <laughs>
1: known to me they do this is a film but it has been much maligned if you look online a lot of reviews are like one star and stuff and I will say you don't get the film that the artwork <laughs> promises you just don't oh it's a new but what it it's relatively new it's, it, it says 2021 so it's it, I've got to say I actually found it quite compelling. It's a uh, one of those like amnesiac thrillers where jo- Jonathan okay, Rhys yeah. Meyers wakes up in a ho- in a hospital doesn't know where he is. One of those kind uh, Isn't story... that
0: Jonathan Rhys Meyers in general? Oh yeah, on
1: well, a Sunday morning he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> I think Monday, oh,
0: wow. Tuesday, Wednesday, <sighs> Thursday. I think... Terrible.
1: I think I think he's actually a very he's actually a very good actor and it's a great actor. Uh, just 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 a caveat the whole we've just said he's an aging colleague. Um, but yeah, but yeah, he's, just, really, he's just really a caveat that cuz cuz we're going to come yeah. on to this in a, in a little bit. If you ever stop so, talking about martial arts. No, we're nearly, we're nearly done. We're nearly done. But, but the point is, he, he, it's one of those things where he's like an amnesiac of some sort. Uh, and it's it's him trying to figure out who he is and all of that. And then it's kind of combined with a story of like, essentially like the heir to a Yakuza empire who's this yeah. woman. And I won't get into it too much more. And they essentially have to team up against the mutual enemy. I really liked it in the end. It's a bit of a slow burn. It's very stylized. Um, the action when it comes is solid like enjoyable and I I genuinely when I see like these really low rated views I'm like I honestly don't know why except for it's not just an action it's not like a wick style all-out action movie but it does have action throughout it's handled really well it's (sighs) dare I say it very Japanese in in a good way I think I um I definitely liked it. I mean, I gave it six. You know what I mean? Like, it's really yeah. solid. It's really well done. Now, the last couple, or the last few, 29th of De- uh, 29th of March, <laughs> 29th of December, I watched The King of the Kickboxes again. Uh-huh. And in fact, I should, f- I should phrase this slightly differently. I subjected Jenny to King of the Kickboxes. <laughs> everyone, everyone, uh, everyone, she's still with me. <laughs> That's love.
0: King of the uh, I, think, I, think, is, I think it's on, uh, on Facebook, that's real love. <laughs> yeah, King of the Kickboxers is an 80s, as, as, if you grew up watching martial arts films in the 80s, you love King of the Kickboxers. If you yes. watch this 42 years later for the first time, you're going to think it is one of the worst films ever made. It is
1: 30 it's 32 years after it was made. No,
0: yeah, I, no, it's more than that, mate. It's 42 No, years. it's 1990, 1990. Oh, 1990. 1990. Sorry, okay. I thought it was 1990. Yeah. yeah, it's 1990. No, right. 1990. It is... And it, it's still super.
1: Yeah, it's it is still, years. but it is still super enjoyable. Yeah, it's I mean fun. it's really, Lauren's really great. enjoyable. Lawrence great. Uh, Keith Cook. The fight scenes as Prang are fantastic. And by the way, Billy Blanks as the lead villain is superb. I mean, like threat, like scary. Are you having a bit
0: of a Billy Blanks? I am a little bit. Yeah, yeah. there like, few, like few you look characters. at the cover <clears throat> of King of the Kickboxers, and mm. Billy Blanks. Whilst they've also. I, it looks like they've darkened his skin, which is a bit disturbing.
1: He's very—he's um, actually very dark in the movie. I don't know if that's lighting or something. He looks yeah, really like. But Billy looks you know? fucking just fierce, man. He is really—I like, mean, Lauren I'm not going to call like, it a great performance, but he looks—he looked, but Billy does look absolutely insane. Like, like, I mean, like he'll—he'll he'll kill you. Like that's his really so little, real like, a really killer. As well. Yeah like yeah. On, yeah. on the cover of king of the kickbox that i'm looking at he's
0: got lauren on one side of a fist and billy on the yes. other with fist. yeah billy looks like he's going to eat lauren and lauren looks like someone's giving him a reptile exam
1: yeah i see that yeah. <laughs> is um right come on um, then, crack on because we've got last two. We, have, we have the last two so on the 30th <coughs> uh jenny and i watched and it's one of her favorites from last year the city of violence which is a korean movie yeah. By, I, I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this. I'm going to probably mess up his, his goddamn name, the director, and the uh, and, uh, star, Ruse, Ryu Sing wan I believe. Um, it is an absolutely brilliant uh, crime thriller. But again, you could kind of take the fights out and it yep. will just hold up as its own movie. It's got a bit of a stand by me thing because all of, we saw the guys as kids, like early yeah, like yeah. teenagers. Have That's you ever good. seen it? Very very good. Have you ever That's watched it? Good. It's a fucking amazing film, and the fights are insane. So there we go. That's so, but I, honestly, this is I'm imploring people: if you haven't seen the film, The City of Violence, you don't need to like martial arts movies to like it. It's a great movie. I love. Um, it. Last but not least, it's a film that starts a it all on the thirty first. I watched Revenge of the Ninja. Hey, and it was uh, as ever a very enjoyable watch, and I and just for the record, I watched the Blu-ray with the director and stunt quarter later commentary, which Sam Furstenberg and Steve Lambert, and boy, is that fun! I, boy, that, is a, that is a ride. It's a really enjoyable commentary.
0: I always remember going to Berlin to interview the cast of Ninja Assassin, the um the kind of uh um Wachowski produced. Ninja movie, which let's be honest, no one really liked. I quite liked it because yeah. it was really violent. Anyway, we got there, and like it's Naomi Harris was in it and like loads of others. And oh, I was in this big press junket and loads of people sat around interviewing people. And then like Shogasagi walks in and we got to do a group interview with him. And literally everyone turned to me and was like, <laughs> Yeah, off you go. Um Because obviously I was there for Combat Magazine and obviously had a more than passing interest in the art of the martial film variety. Mm. Um, I was just like, I had such a good chat with him and he was such a nice guy. Like, Mm. and I think his son was in that film as well. If I'm not mistaken,
1: uh, well, they're both it.
0: Shane gets killed at the beginning, and Kane is in it throughout. Yeah, that's it. Kane did it throughout, and I think I met Kane as well. Anyway, like like Shogosagi was absolutely brilliant. He was just like like such a nice guy. And you know, sometimes you get to meet that you get to meet your idol and you or one of the people mm. you really respect, and you go, yeah, he's what I wanted him to be. And uh, that was that was definitely it. So let's go from Revenge of the Ninjas, and let's just very quickly talk about a film that I have very few very, very few negative things to say about. Miami Connection Ross
1: <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I genuinely need the Prince Charles cinema to show it oh, it's, I keep writing uh, on the blackboard now it's amazing. It,
0: it makes no sense it's, no. but the action's actually surprisingly There's
1: good. definitely, what, some, there's some wild action in it, in a good way, like in a fun, like the action is fun I mean, and, and enjoyable. And and, sort of, and they are real martial artists, so you can feel. But when they're throwing down, it feels pretty real. It's pretty I, good. It's pretty enjoyable.
0: I don't understand why a lot of the times a sword hits a person, it sounds like a metal bar hitting a person. <laughs> no. That confused the fuck <laughs> out of me. I, like, it has one of the best not-death scenes. Like, like when... when it, well, well
1: he was killed in the original cut. He is killed. Oh. If you're talking about Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then they, 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 that hospital scene was a reshoot at the end. Oh! He was okay, killed originally. Sense. And, it, and it, they te- they showed it in, if you can believe this, they showed it in Cannes in 1987. And apparently the feedback was, I don't want that guy to die. His, his for, real, for, real, where, for real, for real, for real. His
0: scene where he gets like slashed and they all like... <laughs>
1: go full on on.
0: kind of psychotic he's yeah and it literally it sets it sets jim up as like he's in a suit and like yeah i'm going off to see my dad for the first time yeah something that has not been mentioned for the entire rest of the movie movie, (laughs) two minutes before so the movie goes it goes from one thing to another to another then all of a sudden like this this guy's going to see his dad then like motorbike ninjas pull up which i still think is my favorite visual in a movie ever is like a biker gang of ninjas I mean mm-hmm. what the fuck they pull up and literally they, they sit by the car and they go and the, and the, the white guy goes we got to get to the airport and, and one of the ninjas yep. goes you are not going anywhere we are going to kill you and then all the ninjas jump it jump off their bikes the three guys jump out the car someone does a sidekick all of a sudden they can just run off into the into the woods which basically looks like where we shot every single one of our films in the in the pretty uh, much uh, yes. the devil's dyke, <laughs> like, yeah. devil's dyke. You know, like devil's dyke for, for one of the weirdest finales of a movie i think i've ever seen like amazing It's amazing, like, it's amazing. <laughs> and and we're not even and i'm not even talking about the fact that at some point there's a, a
1: martial arts band
0: and I, I really struggled to work a,
1: Just to be clear, just to be clear, there is a martial arts band.
0: Yeah, it, I, I was like, at some point, I was really- And, I was, and I, also,
1: when you watch closely, yeah. sorry, when you watch closely, you can see none of their electric guitars are plugged in. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. It's and amazing.
1: Think, it's like, amazing.
0: The opening scene is a bunch of dudes get killed Ooh. by ninjas.
1: Yes, and, then, and it's got nothing to do with the rest of the movie at all. No,
0: and then all of a sudden, like like you're at a high school with a band of people, and I'm like, by the way, the soundtrack to that film is fucking awesome. It is awesome. I think you can get
1: it on Spotify. I think you can genuinely. Oh, you've got to against, be it I think I I might be wrong, but I think it might be on it against the ninjas and. Friends forever, we're friends forever. Isn't it? <laughs> we're <laughs> friends forever. Forever. It's one of the most amazing songs. So here's the thing, I don't know if you know, YK Kim, the guy behind the movie, was massively, fa- I mean, for real, massively oh. famous in Orlando. Ross, I uh, and it was not, yes. it
0: really is on... Yeah. Um...
1: yeah, Spotify. I'm sure it is. It doesn't surprise me. Oh, dear. That's amazing. But um, YK Kim was massive in Orlando. It, it, it wasn't shot in Miami, it was shot in Orlando. <laughs> it's nothing to do with so they just like the sound Miami. They actually like the name of the, the sound of the name, my uh, well, title. No that's problem. how he was able to shoot everywhere. He was able to shoot everywhere with no permits. There's a scene, I don't remember there's a scene where they're filming on a road, like a street, and they have a massive fight on a street where there's no traffic somehow. Yeah. Like maybe traffic over time. He got everything shut down because he's like super fat People just did everything for him. Like he was really, it was amazing. He could just film on a cross set, a crosswalk. And have people fighting and stuff with no permits, no nothing, no nothing needed. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, like well, it looks great. Right. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, yes. oh, yeah Tough guys. <laughs> that's the scene where that's the scene well, where things see the rough. That's the scene where we see the bikers, isn't it? Oh my god, guys. <laughs> I
0: can't believe the Miami Connection soundtrack is on Spotify. It's real. Also, also, like my uh, yeah,
1: blown your mind. Oh. Also, for lead villain's name is Jeff, which is amazing. Oh my god! By the way, <laughs> can I just point there's, out? I, I think by I the way, t- there's a Jeff, there's a Jeff, there's a Jeff, there's a Jim, there's a John, there's like at least three of those. Can I just point out? I text you
0: at that point, and I was like, Ooh. "The bad guy's name is Jeff." <laughs> Jeff, I know it's amazing. It's just, <laughs> it's amazing. I it's cannot tell so you how much this feels like a film we would have made in the nineties. It's amazing we didn't all watch it together. Basically, I'm you know? I'm a, I'm astounded. <clears because throat> like like, I, I the final like the, the bit where her brother gets killed. By the <laughs> way, <laughs> <it's all laughs> way, by the way, how much body hair does that guy? Have? Oh, all the body. It like, what weird. I love it about like, like, like what I love about that is a he just randomly falls off the side of the building for no reason whatsoever. Um, but secondly two scenes later she's talking to her boyfriend who killed her brother and (laughs) in in one of the worst acting sequences i've ever seen they're not even looking at the camera they're not even looking at each other i don't know what they're looking at but it's shot as a side-on but they're both not making eye contact with each other and she basically goes i know he was bad and I know you, you you didn't mean to kill him. And I was sad for a second, but now I'm okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I did not mean has, to kill him.
1: She has to explain, but she's all right with him killing her brother. <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucking insane. There's it's, even a bit, there's two, there's two amazing bits. The bit when he goes to get her from school, or something <laughs> like she's in a la she's in a lab, like a yeah. computer lab, And he stands in the doorway. People you have to see this to understand. He does all this kind of like winking and nudging at her from the doorway. And she's like nodding a few pe- like uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like just think-. he's like standing there kind a of like wink, wink, wink like, like 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 beckoning his head, like, come on, come on. It's like what he you- There's a it, room it, full of people. There's a room full of people. Nowadays, you,
0: you you get like some kind of uh some kind of fucking That's amazing. banning order.
1: And then after that there's a bit where they're walking, to, it's this most uncomfortable scene where they're walking together in a long shot and he is obscenely tall. Like he's yeah. really tall and she is, I guess, normal height. So he's doing a scene where he's kind of like leaning over her to get his arm around her shoulder, like when like they're walking along. It's and creepy, it's incredibly, isn't it? incredibly, but it's also incredibly awkward. Like how can he, yeah. he can't reach her. So I'm it's not just surprised. really brother, weird. I'm not surprised her brother had an issue with him because Was they that, are not well, he said that scene, doesn't he say something like, why doesn't your brother like me? She's like, I don't know, he just doesn't like you. So something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. He just hates I mean, you, I, I don't know why. <laughs> like every year, Ross, you give me at least one
0: film that is a gem of of epic, that I could talk about for hours. Last year, it was Deadly Mile High Club. Oh, um, oh that film. And this year, it's without a doubt, Miami Connection. It's, it's, it's a transcendent experience.
1: And you know about the story? I think I briefly touched on yeah, how. Yeah, yeah. Incredible, but, but without that, it would we wouldn't be watching it. This this needs to be watched
0: on a double bill with Never Too Young to Die. Oh, that would be
1: amazing. Yeah, you're right. That that would be yes, that would be amazing.
0: That for me is the best worst double martial arts films ever. Plus Vanity. I time. don't know
1: though, Jim. Jim, I think Jim Carter Never Too Young to Die is the perfect double bill. Oh, just never to. He got the perfect. Like, you need Star Grove. Honestly, love Stargrove. Love
0: I, I want Star like Grove. tough guys and Stargrove are yeah, two, yeah. my favourite songs from like yeah. fuck Billy Eilish winning an Oscar for that torrid shite I for know, No Time that, to Die. Like I want you. fucking like you know tough Guys. tough guys. <laughs> um, so anyway, look, that's Miami connection. Um, mate, Hollywood's gone a bit mad this week. Let's let's quickly talk about the Oscar results and then we'll talk about the Oscars because like and like I'm not even talking about that moment. Like, did you see no. Amy Schumer? Uh, uh, Amy Schumer did this really awkward joke with, with Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons where she basically went to them and said, oh, she was explaining the Oscars and seat fillers. And she said, oh, there's one there. And and basically no. said that Kirsten Dunst was a seat filler. Got her oh. out of the seat and then sat next to Jesse Plemons, who basically turned around and said, "That's my wife," and yeah. like, really, like one of those moments where you just go, "Wow!" And I thought, I thought like Uma, Oprah, Uma was awkward. I mean, this was yeah. fucked,
1: man. Yeah, and that's look, like the weird
0: we're, part of the Oscars. This
1: is not weird. This is what I mean: is the build-up to forgetting the moment, the, the big moment, which overshadowed all of the genuine interest. So here's the thing, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, regardless of the lineup of films, and I'm really glad for Dune, Dune's wins. I'm really, yeah, really, I'm really, the, well, before, no the one more I think them, about no it, no, no, but I'm really glad of that. Like, I'm, I'm for real glad of that. Coda winning, which is amazing, a tiny film out of nowhere winning Love best that film. Love that. That I is amazing.
0: That I can't wait. No, to
1: see me neither, but I'm, just, but I'm just saying the best supporting actor going to a deaf actor. The Amazing. Best, uh, the best actress going to, is it Latinx and, and gay? Uh, best supporting I mean, at, yeah, uh, the
0: first be, Latin. Uh, L- sorry, sorry, L- Arianna and, the, sorry, Arianna. Sorry,
1: yeah. yeah, was it supporting, not best actress? Yeah, best supporting actress for West Side. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, fine. My bad. But the point is, these are, regardless of everything, really, and, and take this as you will, progressive, interesting yeah. results for the Oscars. And- Genuinely, really. And also, also and, 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 and and Smith winning, regardless of the context of this, in a moment, being what the third black man to win Best Actor,
0: and and James being the third woman to, to win an right. Oscar,
1: right? So all so amazing moments. Some, it, rega- right, so Smith thing, meh. but I'm just saying the third man in his third black man in history to win it, unless I'm getting that wrong. I, I think he has the best actor that role as well. To be fair. He did well. i really just, good in that film. I'm just well. That's good too, and I'm, I'm not dismissing that by it, you know whatever. But but what I'm getting at is for all of that to be overshadowed by not just that that moment more than anything, but just the lame nonsense in the build up to it all. Well, so so the I, fa- I, the failure of the the failure of the whole thing. Did is you hear the worst? A, it's a one. disgrace. The worst one is um.
0: The lead actress who played Maria, and I can't remember her name for the life of me, in um, West Side Story, up until a couple of days... Oh, ago, not, being invi- not being invited? Not, not being sure being she was invited. invited as a
1: presenter? The lead uh, actress yeah. of the yeah. best mm-hmm. picture nominated film yes. Yes. is not invited to the ceremony. It's disgusting. And then they said, they literally went and asked, oh, we fixed it, we are inviting her as a presenter or something. Like, you fixed it? Did you? Did you fix it? I, well I, done. Right.
0: And then, of course, the... Did you need to fix
1: it? And and what yeah. it, like
0: one of the guys, like I think it was one of the sound guys, said, "You you've still produced a nearly four hour show full of yeah, musical numbers and crap." So yeah. all this bullshit about trying to just keep make it trick, keeping it trick, it, it tri- ran over schedule as well. The whole yeah. thing ran over. Schedule. A surprise! Um, <clears throat> it's like, and then on top of that, you you get the moment where uh, I'm I'm torn on this. Right, violence is never the answer. If you're at an event like that, you must know you're going to get the piss taken out of you.
1: But at well, the not, same not just, point, Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Not just no.
0: You're inviting- First of all, you time.
1: you're inviting it. You're inviting it. And it has happened, if nothing else, all night.
0: Yeah. You're not the like, only just one- before like moment, really just before polite. that moment,
1: just that moment, Rocket made jokes about Bardem and Cruz, and da yeah. What difference does it make? Now, it's, the, the, the counter
0: to this is, she has a disability and there is, you shouldn't i don't think making fun of someone's disability on an i on agree a, like if someone was in a wheelchair but here's the thing but here's the thing Supposed,
1: supposedly, supposedly uh, again who knows the truth is supposedly he didn't know now i don't know if that's true i'm not gonna pretend he you know what i mean i don't know but yeah. and, and you're right but here's the, here's the thing you're right taking the mickey out of with disability is, is let's say let's punching down and all of that stuff yeah that's absolutely fair. I thought it was quite a funny joke, but it's, but, but, but it's still a well. I say I've, I've said this on a number of a number of things. It doesn't matter if you think a joke is funny or not. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the joke is insulting or offensive or not. It's assault. Yeah,
0: you don't no, get to it. punch
1: someone. Yeah. You don't. You in 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 any context in the world you don't get to punch someone in the face or sl- whatever you want to call it. It was a punch, but it was a bitch punch. And, and then swear at that person live in front of millions and millions of people. And then billions of people. Billy, millions. Bill- yeah, yeah. But it's millions of millions and then, and then billions. Right. And then nothing's happened. The only thing that should have happened. And I stand by this. I don't. And the fact that I found, I only found that afterwards, so but he got it before he got the Oscar. Like he did yeah. that before he got the Oscar. Yeah. Like, so, so, the only thing that happens is that person is escorted from the building immediately. No questions. No. nothing. i who's in charge. That person. But it doesn't matter who, who did it. No, no, it I know. But if you, I'd have done it. You were immediately escorted from the building. No and questions. I'd be, I'd be in jail. Done. Right. And here's the other thing. As Jenny pointed out, as if I understand this correctly, Chris Rock not pressing charges is, is whatever. If that happened to the UK, the Crown presses charges. Yeah. You yeah. don't get to choose what is you know what I'm getting at? It's like, and then the swearing and everything, <laughs> and and the fact that we all saw him laugh first, yep, before all of it, it. now, is it okay to insult someone with alopecia? No, of course not. It's bullying. But also, it was a lame joke about a film from 25 years ago. <laughs> and 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 the only thing you do, if you're gonna do the best thing is to do zero. And then if you really have a problem, talk about it I'll, like go backstage. Well, yeah, if
0: you're gonna hit if you're gonna it, do it anything backstage, if you're
1: right? doing well or whatever whatever your confrontation is, right? Whatever you're gonna do, you do it backstage afterwards. The dignified thing to do is do nothing and then issue like some press release saying blah 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 blah. My wife actually has alopecia you know and that's actually very insulting. I think, do you know what I'm getting Draw yeah. attention to the bullying of people with alopecia. Fine, do that I, afterwards. I There's think no place boy for it. you could have gone it. up None. on
0: stage, grabbed the mic and, and made a little yeah. I said, Chris. Jada has alopecia. That joke is not fair. It's and well, and just, Mark, well,
1: I was going to say, just apologi- like, please apologize yeah. to my wife, Chris. Please and Chris Rock would have apologized.
0: He would have felt yes, would awful. It would have yes. done more for alopecia sufferers than mm-hmm.
1: that. It, he could have made, oh, yeah, that but the right thing to problem. do, but but the right thing to do is nothing. Yeah. And if you're going to say something, say it in your speech. By the way, like
0: so, there is, thing, there is a bit of history here. Chris Rock did take the piss out of Jada Pinkett Smith a few mm. years back. It was that yeah. brilliant joke where it doesn't like, matter though. she it she boycotted matter. the Oscars because right. of like the Me Too stuff, and Chris yes. Rock went on stage <clears and throat> going, um, "Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Beyonce's knickers. I was never invited." Sure. I think that's a yeah. fucking brilliant joke. That's a, that. great, that's a great joke. That's a great joke.
1: And that's no, the, and again and again their jokes on, on the plus side, and, and, and also wait, and also, how many millions of dollars do these people have? I why do they, um, they? Why do they so, care? Like, why would you care? So on the on the plus side, Chris Rock's
0: git tour is selling out. And I'm pretty it's sure here, Paul, he's, he's here doing, right
1: now. He's here right now. He's yeah, and I'm right sure,
0: pretty sure King Richard's doing great business. So I think yeah. you know they always say no publicity is bad publicity for Will Smith. Probably is for Chris Rock. Definitely not. For, like, the projects they've been involved in, I tell you, the, the, I think that, like, the best thing I saw in the morning two things that we'll finish it on this, do not to drag it out, but the two things I saw the next day that made me laugh. Um, one was someone just simply put on Twitter, Well, um, well, it looks like uh, uh, Will's going to be sent to Bel Air to live with his uncle. Fucking brilliant,
1: Uncle Phil would be. Uncle Phil would be very
0: upset with it, but literally, it was like he got why well, he got in one little fight. Dot dot dot, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. brilliant, yeah. thank you." And the second yeah. one was um, uh, James Corden did a version of "We Don't Talk About Bruno" called "We Don't Talk About Jada," and yeah, I think yeah. that's just fucking brilliant because <laughs> yeah. like Corden just just went in on the on it, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, go for it." Um, look, I mean, in general, great seeing Canto winning um, Coda. I'll definitely see. Brilliant seeing June, not get so many awards because all of them happened off screen, um, mm-hmm. and great to see *Summer of Soul* win Best Documentary. And finally, um, fucking *No Time to Die* winning Best Original Song is utter. Do you know the three? Will uh, Ju, Ju, uh, Julian pointed this out, right? Like, yeah. the, like the three Bond films to win Oscars are Spectre, *No Time to Die*, and *Skyfall*. That's That's exactly. I think mean, I like Skyfall.
1: Yeah,
0: me, I like Skyfall. Me. But like, like, think of all the great Bond songs that are that are out there. Like Live and Let Die, Goldfinger, um, fucking um, uh, nobody does it better. All these amazing Bond songs, and the ones that win it are three of the like Skyfall is basically just every Bond song chucked into one. No one even remembers the Sam Smith Bond song. No one. No. That's because it's absolutely awful. It's awful. It's just, like, I watched the film and I was bored by the end of the title sequence. And, and, like, No Time to Die is just, it's okay. It's okay. But it's boring.
1: It's not an Oscar winning, it's not an Oscar, it's just not an Oscar winning song.
0: Especially when it's up against, like, some good songs. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that was the Oscars. Um, Last thing to talk about, really, for Hollywood. Um, We've, been quite brutal on bru- shut I'm up sorry. Siri stop it it's <laughs> going off i'm recording a podcast god damn you Siri um we've been quite brutal about bruce willis like his career yeah. choices yeah what he's been doing over the past few three or four years um this week it was announced that bruce willis has aphasia and he's going to be pulling out of doing any movies and every day now there's stories coming out like basically talking about like i was reading one this morning that said the producer of these bruce willis films is basically like is has been just like guiding him getting him through these shoots like like there's been incidents of of willis misfiring guns like some some like he's not been well for a while by the sounds of it no and i can't work out i think the thing i can't work out and i don't think we'll ever know is is it has he made these choices to put himself and his family in a better position or has someone else manipulated him into making these choices because like, but just because, right. Because, because right. I'm pray to God, it's the first one. And like, th- this isn't some kind of sleazy producer manipulating <coughs> doing stuff, but it's, it's actually heartbreaking to know that yes, like, very much, What there's been a, it's heartbreaking, but it's also reassuring in a way to know that a lot of this has been driven by something, and it's not just Willis being lazy or what people have accused him of, or giving up. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 really sad, but I'm also really happy that Willis is stepping away, and like his legacy is actually probably more secure now than it's been in a long time.
1: I think, yes, I mean, look, there's been suspicions of, of stuff, you know, for a long time, um, in terms of him not being well. Uh, and look, we all wish him well. I, it's, it's always, it, the sad thing is it's, it's simply just been a disappointment. That's all. It's just a, yeah. it's just sh- a shame, uh, in terms of the, what the films have been like. That's not his fault, really, by any means. Um, and certainly not so, now, it sounds like, you know. It, no, by t- no by no means. By no means. And look, in the end, I feel like he probably has been trying to, you know, make money for his family and for himself, I'm sure. Um, and the films are selling one way or another. So, you know, what can you what can you say about that, really? It's just, yeah. it's so, like, I watched Last Boy Scout a couple
0: of weeks ago. I think I've already referenced it on the podcast. You know, mm. you know that that is one of my favourite films of all time. It's just, it's just slick. And, yeah. like, that period of Bruce Willis, Die Hard, Last Boy Scout, um, you know, all of those kind of films that he was doing at that point to Pulp Fiction. And, you know, it's just, so much of my childhood was watching, and young adulthood was was watching Bruce Willis films. And like, to hear that he's been genuine, like, What's been really interesting, like even the Razzies have gone, okay, maybe th- what we did this year was a bit insensitive because they did like right. they had Bruce Willis, award yeah, they had his own, yeah, they had Bruce its own Willis in, a, in a movie, yeah, and yeah. He, even they've kind of dialed it back. So, like, I just wanted to raise it because we've, we've talked about it a lot, and I think absolutely, yes, you're right, it's probably the right thing to talk about it the other way, right? And uh, but yeah, look, yeah. you know, I wish Bruce Willis all the best, not that he'll ever give a fuck what I think, but <laughs> yeah. Like millions of people, like the world are like, you know, there's a lot of love for that guy, despite the fact he has made some utter shite. Like there is a lot of love for Bruce Willis. And I think, you know, knowing what we know now probably makes life just a bit more easier for everyone.
1: Yeah, Um, well, I mean, I guess It it, having the explanation of it as painful as it is, is... um... Well, it
0: puts everything into perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, you know, in a in an industry with with massively entitled cockwads like Will Smith, you know, like yeah, knowing the, the, get, having that and you know, so anyway, so that's that. Uh, well, that's a an yeah. ending. Let's talk about my, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, look, look, it's just it's just weird, right? Like Hollywood's just gone a bit weird this week, like with the Oscars and mm. and Will Smith and Bruce Willis and all this stuff, and you're just like, wow, this was like but the one thing i'll say is the oscars now is essential viewing again just because people are gonna be like what the fuck's gonna happen this year because two years ago well, yeah. or three years ago we announced the wrong movie or whatever it was you know
1: yeah it's true no, it's true it's kind of i think some people said it's good that it's kind of washed away that stain a little bit i'm not sure what it has really but still no
0: and giving it it's like it's washed away a stain and giving it a whole different stain
1: well yeah
0: Oh dear. Um, so my friend, where can people find out more about you?
1: Yes, should you be so inclined, uh I'm on all the social themes as at Ross boyask Please also follow at Evo Films UK. We have potentially some quite exciting things coming up soon. Well, Miami connection to the Brighton Oh God. Oh, I would love to do the Brighton connection. That'd be great. Um and uh and also please follow at Vengeance Film UK to follow the the uh, continuing uh, saga of uh, the vengeance film, which I write, to direct, and edit, and so forth. Um, on, on that, before I, I give my bits, um, do you reckon
0: how much money do you reckon we'd need to do a shot-for-shot remake of the Miami Connection in Brighton?
1: Well, considering the permission they got in in Orlando, we'd probably need about four million dollars. <laughs> um, uh, Surprisingly I can do expensive. Right. You could probably do it for fifty grand. Oh, I okay. think <laughs> knowing the people be you there know okay so do you reckon I should crowd
0: and I'm I'm saying this partly joking the
1: Brighton connection I I think if we could get the money we should do it
0: I'm saying it's partly joking but I think we should do a shot for shot remake of the Miami connection (laughs) in Brighton and call it the Brighton connection
1: the Brighton connection I'm very very much
0: down for that then film it in Southampton or something. Even better, I think. Brighton, writing... oh, yeah, sure. Right No, you need to film it in like in Hastings <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, that's it. You need to film it somewhere utterly not, not, bright, not bright. Uh, right. not bright. Mm-hmm. Cool. uh, www, Russell Phil Talk Movies, uh, for more about the podcast. Um, we will be back very shortly, uh, with another episode where we've got to do our quarter one favorite films mm. and we've got to do the boy ask action awards. Um, and we've got to do our Hall of Fame for this year. There's a lot to do in, in one mm. show. We might have to make it a two part. We might have to make it a oh two part. God, par. God, God, God um, help us all. God help us all. Well, thanks for listening and we'll be back shortly. Cheers. Take care. Bye.
1: Cheerio, Tati. Bye.
0: That's it, bye.